And we're back on Dealing Together, where we help good people who fell for bad deals. First caller? I had to buy three identical sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller, what's your deal? I paid for 20 tanning sessions, but had to use them in a month. Now I'm orange. Ooh, you got burned. Next caller. I traded in my old Samsung at AT AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24+. Hmm, how's that bad? I got to choose from their best plans. So what went wrong? Oh, nothing went wrong. And you're calling to... To request a song? You want a song. Of course. The choice is yours. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're ready for a comeback. And with Purdue Global, you can do more than take classes. You can take charge of your story, of your career, of your life. Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employers respect. It's time, your time, not just to go back to school, but to come back and move forward with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. There's plenty to celebrate in March and Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Conair is spreading love and celebrating women, not just on International Women's Day, but every day with Conair Girl Bomb. Girl Bomb is their new line of powerful hair removal tools made just for us. Yeah. Whether it's the silky smooth skin or the empowering confidence boost you get, Conair Girl Bomb is here to amp up those positive vibes with some self care. So, to all the beautiful women out there, keep shining, keep being you, and treat yourself to some Conair Girl Bomb magic. You deserve it. Available at Walgreens. And we return to our American stories. Up next, a story about a man who had an extraordinary impact on American music, writing bluegrass and gospel standards such as I'll Fly Away and Turn Your Radio On. Here's our own Monty Montgomery with a story. 
Albert E. Bromley was born on October 29, 1905. Here's his granddaughters, Betsy and Elaine, to tell the rest of the story. Grandpa grew up in a little town in Oklahoma. He was born near Spyro, Oklahoma, close to Rock Island, Oklahoma. He grew up really poor. His family were sharecroppers, and they sharecropped cotton. You know, if you've ever been picked cotton, if you've ever done that, it's terrible. It's awful. It hurts. I mean, because I remember doing it as a school experiment when exactly. I was a kid. I don't know why they had us do that. <laughs> you know, the pricks and from the thorns or whatever those little sticky things are. But that was his childhood. But it was musical because his dad played instruments and uh, taught him how to love music. And he played the piano. And we really hated picking cotton. <laughs> Didn't like the life, which is one of the reasons he decided to... Uh, move toward the music in Hartford, Arkansas. I've heard two different stories. The one that I grew up hearing was he walked over from Spyro and his home farm to Hartford with, you know, it varies, but around $2.50 or so, not much money in his pocket at all. Um, Hartford is like actually 28 miles from, mm-hmm. from Spyro, so the fact that he walked 28 miles to go to school, to me, it shows some mighty determination which I think when he knocked on Ian Bartlett's door and told him he wanted to learn music is what really sold Ian Bartlett on the fact that this guy had something, which is why Ian Bartlett allowed him to sleep on his couch instead of pay tuition. So he kind of sponsored him in a way. Mm -hmm. And, of course, the repayment was that he would have to come work for him after he taught him, you know, how how to write music to pay off the tuition debt. But who was E.M.? So Ian Bartlett was a songwriter. Um, He learned how to write songs from the Stamps-Baxter Company and decided to go out on his own. And he began the Hartford Institute in Hartford, Arkansas. And Ian did a lot of things at that music school. He was a publisher as Mm -hmm. well as teaching music. Music he would teach at temporary singing schools set up in small communities across the country for the purpose of educating poor rural Americans on the basics of music. And tuition was paid for by buying EM's songbooks. That's how like Grandpa made money when all, everyone that worked for the Hartford Music Institute made money was by going to sell these songbooks mm-hmm. so people would attend school. Mm-hmm. And as you got more popular and your songs became more popular, you were assigned a page in those songbooks. And as we know, Grandpa was pretty prolific when he was writing his music and EM taught him the basics of how to do it. But the talent, of course, came from Grandpa. He wrote a lot of songs in those convention books. He was one of the, I guess I'm going to use the words, most famous mm-hmm. contributors to these convention song books. I mean, if you want a list of songs, I mean, there's All Fly Away, I'll Meet You in the Morning, If We Never Meet Again, Turn Your Radio On, Ring Strangers to Me. Did I say Jesus Hold My Hand? No. Um, I can't remember. But Grandpa wrote All Fly Away over a, a period of time. It wasn't something he just sat down and did. And one of the things that's pretty unique about Grandpa, I'll just throw this in here, uh, was he wrote the notes... Uh, the, of the music along with the words. Not many people these days, there are so many co-writers. Well, and he wrote, a, he wrote them right to left. Right to left, exactly, which is uh, t- totally... <laughs> crazy to think about. Yeah, but that's how he saw it. That's how it worked for him. And he was very particular about the message and the song, and he wanted specific words. And for All Fly Away, I mean, I don't know if he knew this or not, because we never discussed it, but it meant a lot to him with that song, I think. And it took him a while, four years to compose it and get it the words right and he would get stuck on one phrase or one word and if it didn't suit what his vision or meaning for the song was because what he wanted to do is paint a story for people 
so they could see it in their mind and connect to it and feel it and then I guess in some way apply it to their life to help offer them hope and maybe purpose uplift them a little bit uh, in their day-to-day lives because you know people didn't have the things the luxuries of life they looked uh, to each other Mm -hmm. and community and music as um, a connection and so um, that was the beginning of Off Fly Away in the years he started that after he was with Ian Bartlett right yeah it was like 28 or 29 29. Mm -hmm. well you know the thing is grandpa always called that a little ditty Mm-hmm. He never really, it <laughs> was never anything spectacular to him. And, and Grandma is actually the one who made him send it in. Because part of his deal with Ian Bartlett was that he had to send a song in a month because he was had a works for a higher contract, which means part of his contract was one song per month so it could be submitted to a songbook. And um, so he was looking for a song to s- submit one month. And Grandma was like, why don't you s- submit this one? Because he never really thought, he just called it, he always referred to it as a little ditty. It was never anything huge to him. But he still was so particular about oh, it. Oh, he's particular about everything he did. That's true. But he, he was very particular about that. So, uh, but Grandpa, I do remember, what Grandma, they always said Grandma, I don't know if the word forced is correct, but she sure <laughs> urged him to get that song out there for people to hear because she liked it. And yeah. as we know, everybody of, likes it. A couple of other people seem to like it. I think because it's easy and simple and happy and it just and it's hopeful and it's easy to remember you know grandpa always wrote and he would say that if you can't come out singing the song then it's not good enough because you have to be something that's memorable something that people will remember and another thing grandpa used to say was that never you get too far from the people and then you'll never be too far from the mainstream because everything is about people mm-hmm. if you it doesn't matter what you do whether you write a song whether you so close, it doesn't matter what what you do. If if people will not accept it and make that part of their lives, then it doesn't matter how good it is. So he always kept that in mind. It's like, will people sing it? Does it connect to people? Is this going to be something that they will remember? And I think I'll Fly Away is a very good example of that. I mean, what 1976? We got we won an award for I'll Fly Away being the most recorded song in history, gospel song in history at the time. And it was 726 times. And that means, when we say recorded, we mean licenses. And that was 1976. So here we what, 30, 45 years later, and we're over 12,000 licenses. And when he first wrote it, it took a few years for it to become even mm-hmm. popular. And it was even recorded, but not until the Chuckwagon Gang recorded their recording and it just somehow connected with people plus things in the industry were changing from uh, convention singing and the things he did to more professional group performances but uh, they uh, made a recording of that and it just really took off and that's when the uh, awareness of the song went beyond convention singing and church singing mm-hmm. it, it was because the chuck wagon gang is not necessarily only christian music they sing all kinds of music and they've been around for almost as long as we have mm-hmm. and are in the second and third generation of their singing and so there's a connection there that's lasted as well and that started the road and grandpa was such a smart man he recognized the shift in the industry and began to do more of the publishing and that's when he was moving toward his own publishing company and bought Hartford and did all these other things and so Off Fly Away was obviously a part of that. It's become part of the fabric of America and the world even. I mean the Smithsonian has named grandpa the greatest American they did use this they said the greatest white songwriter before World War II which I don't know why they made the extinction, but they did. And of course, Off Fly Away is now in the Library of Congress as well, along with Rank Strangers. So 
you know, I don't know if there's not many songwriters who have two songs in the Library of Congress. And you've been listening to this story of Albert E. Brumley as told by his granddaughters, Elaine and Betsy. And his ditties, indeed, are masterpieces. And staying close to the people and making sure that it's a memorable melody, well, we learned that about Irving Berlin, too. Stay close to the people, make sure they can hum it, and then sing it after hearing it once. By the way, our Irving Berlin piece is beautiful, and you can go to ouramericanstories.com and listen to it. In so many ways, though, these men came from different places. One from New York City, one from Oklahoma and Arkansas. Their stories are the same American story. When we come back, more of Albert E. Brumley's story, a uniquely American story, and a great music and art story, and so much more here on Our American Story. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. 
Did you know that most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate, but not with 80 Acres Farms? Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled, going from farm to store in days, not weeks. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's no need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. Ready to bring some spring vibes indoors? Bare Premium Plus Paint is here to make it happen. And it's starting at only $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. Picture your kitchen coming to life by adding a pop of blue with the bare exclusive color Arrowhead Lake. And let's not forget your living room. Picture it drenched in the lush, verdant tones of Amazon jungle, breathing new life into your space with every glance. Head into your bathroom and let the cool breeze of sea glass wash away all your stress. And when the morning sun peeks through your bedroom window, feel the warmth and comfort of a spring sunrise with shades like coral cloud and dark crimson. Whatever your inspiration, start your spring with a durable finish that resists dirt and grime to last all season. And let your creativity bloom with Bare Premium Plus paint, starting at just $28.98 a gallon at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. And we return to Our American Stories and our story on Albert E. Brumley, the man who wrote many classic American bluegrass and gospel standards such as I'll Fly Away and Turn Your Radio On. When we last left off, Albert had got his start in music at the Hartford Music Company after walking there with just $2 in his pocket. And Albert would soon form his own company. Here again are his granddaughters Elaine and Betsy with his story. So Grandpa started uh, um, what he called Albert E. Brumley and Sons, his own publishing company in 1944. And he started writing for himself, but he was also writing for Stamps Baxter and for Hartford still at the time. But he went back and purchased all of Hartford so he could get all of his songs back. And that ended up in 1948 when we got all that started. Yeah, when we got 100%, because it was different people had owned portions of it. So he bought each percentage from each person to own 100% of Hartford. And because of his relationships with people, we printed books for literally everybody. I mean, we printed songbooks for the Opry, we printed songbooks for the Louisiana Hayride, we printed songbooks for the Renfro Valley, Ozark Jubilee, Bob Wills. The groups. All the, the groups. Group. Charlie Humbard. We printed songbooks for everybody. So over these years that we've had this, we've sold just our own books that we've made, plus our own books we made for ourselves and sold, which we used to sell in the National Enquirer of all things. We did, we sold millions of them, and we've sold them all over the world. But we've sold over 40 million songbooks, and we've made over 100 million songbooks. Because Grandpa was genius, the man, he was smart. So I like to say he invented iTunes, that's just my own thing. But that's because Grandpa got, he made a contract with all those publishers around, and everybody got a list of, song, of all the songs that they owned. And he would send them to people like the Opry, the Louisiana Hayride, all those folks, pick your favorite 150 songs, send me a list, We'll put them in a songbook, put your name on it, and you can sell it. Which is why we sold so many songs. We made so many songbooks because everybody would pick different songs that so would personalize. They would have their playlist of songs. We'd make it in a book, and then they they would sell it with their name on the front, on the cover. It was a brilliant shift over in the industry to be able to do that. Yeah. 
And on the more personal side of this that I love, I love the songs and stuff, but you know, Grandpa was so artistic in so many ways. He helped create the illustrations on the covers of the book. So the evidence of his folksy image, the way he was in real life was presented on the covers of these books with little log cabins and pine trees, which I love, and little church buildings. So he was such a hands-on person. He had, from the beginning to end, he had an idea. And then uh, in the later days, in the 60s and 70s, Dad and Bill, his older brother Bill, were the only ones really left at the company. And they contributed and participated in the uh, creation and putting together these books, which is where we learned how to staple and stitch books. Because uh, <laughs> we did do that on site for a long time. And I've packed so many books. But, you know, that was just part of the business. That's what we did in the middle of nowhere. It was enough to where we even have a post office. There's like 10 people in Powell, Missouri, which is where Grandpa and Grandma's house is, and across the road is the business he built, and a post office. And But there used to be a thriving community there as well, but the post office still exists because we shipped from that rural area all over the country. One of the things that I was always impressed with was how he lays the books out. He mm. had a specific way of laying them out with the numbers correlating, like he loved the number 100. He put his song on there a lot of times. That's because he, that's what his songbook was, at, when he had the convention style books, that was his number. That was number uh -huh. one. Number 100 I mean uh-huh so he kept that connection and put him in those new books and I think that kind of stuff is pretty cool you know the way he continued that tradition really mm -hmm. and and it meant something to him so he named his kids after song people and he kept the traditions of why gave him his beginnings and mm -hmm. the music it, it meant a lot to him I think because of his behavior yeah. so it showed it and over the years because of his work Albert developed long-lasting friendships with countless well-known musicians who would sometimes come over for dinner at his house in Powell, Missouri, where Elaine and Betsy would meet them. I didn't know this was anything. Mm -mm. I didn't know about fame or celebrity. I didn't know they were famous people from Nashville. I, I didn't know anything but the, what, what Dad and Grandpa did and uh, what was normal life. And the fact that those people came to the house, they were just friends. We just sat around the table mm -hmm. and ate. It was mm -hmm. not, I mean. It's all about food. I mean, <laughs> I have a memory, oh, it's totally about food. Mm -hmm. But you know, I have a memory of sitting on Ernest Tubbs' lap and he had wearing his, his, um, his cowboy hat mm -hmm. and he ate my green beans because I hate green beans. But I would get in trouble if I couldn't eat green beans, but he, would, he ate my green beans so I would get in trouble. I mean, I have that memory, but to me, that was nothing. It was like, oh, man, I got somebody to eat my green beans. That's mm -hmm. all I cared about, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? Everybody came to the house. It never even occurred to me that they were famous, mm -hmm. not even one time. And we can't mm -hmm. not talk about the Hill, Hill and Hollow. Hollow. Yeah. We had what was called the Hill and Hollow Folk Festival, where we had local arts and crafts and uh, local music. And it was focused more on the, the gospel aspect on Sundays and have gospel formats and there'd be, you know, we, there'd be a church service locally. And as time moved on, they decided to add in bluegrass and bring in some of those people that were famous that we didn't know were famous to sing on Saturday nights. He'd bring in the Opry stars like Ernest Tubb and Grandpa Jones, Jones and Oz Minnie Pearl, the Osmond. Mm. All of everybody came. I mean, if you, you can't not name a, an Opry star that wasn't in Powell on the stage. And you had dinner with them because that's just what, that's you, did. what you did. You made some homemade ice cream, had a conversation, picked a little, they went on stage and then you did it again. You know, you, you you jammed afterward or you ate more or whatever. Yeah, because they would, they would just show up. I mean, mm -hmm. the, I remember the buses coming mm -hmm. in and everything because 
down behind the stage there's this low wire that goes to the barn you have to hold you have to get in the pickup truck and hold up the wire so the buses can go under mm-hmm. i love I, mean, I used to that was my favorite part to see the wire who's going to get stuck on the wire but like you know the thrasher brothers got stuck mm-hmm. that one time mm-hmm. blackwood brothers as far as the gospels are concerned everybody was there everybody came and sang on that stage. I mean, what Marty Stewart was with um, Lester Flatt when he was like 17 mm-hmm. years old, mm-hmm. played on that stage. Yeah, Lester Flatt, Neural Scruggs, and Marty. Marty, and oh golly gee, I can't even think of them because they're just like there. But anybody back, George Lindsay came one time. Mm-hmm. I remember Goober showed up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was weird. But also industry people showed up. So it wasn't just the stars showing. It, everybody would say, I'm going to Brumley. Whether it be the singer or the hill and hollow, they would always show up because it was such a good time. And uh, it was just whether they were from New York or, you know, 30 miles away, it meant something for people to gather at these events and connect mm-hmm. and get away and relax and enjoy. Well, and Grandpa was very particular, too. I mean, he mm-hmm. did not like to leave Pal. He didn't, I mean, Mm-mm. even to get awards and stuff, he'd be like, whatever. But I do remember the story when he went down to see Governor Jimmy Davis. The governor of Louisiana who wrote the song, You Are My Sunshine. And they were down there in the governor's mansion and um, he served fried chicken, and they were, everybody's all nervous. And Grandpa was Grandpa was just Grandpa. He had chicken leg, put his elbows up on the up on the table, and just started eating. And everybody's like, "Oh, thank goodness!" And then it, everything was fine. Then everybody, all the nerves were gone, you know, because Grandpa was just Grandpa. He was relaxed. He, he, he just, wasn't stressed about anything, no. and, and he didn't want the limelight either. Mm-mm. Remember, he was either off behind the stage or sitting on some. He liked to sit on stairs. Yep. sit on the or stairs squat. or squat on set off to the side to watch what was going on around he would talk to anybody that came up but he never really went up on stage very often Mm -hmm. even at whatever event we were at he was he just preferred that relaxed everything is okay i'm eating my chicken leg with my elbows on the table kind of very laid back very laid back yeah and people loved that because they didn't have to put on a face they could be themselves around him that whole authentic self thing you couldn't help it because that's just who, it's who he was. And you're listening to the granddaughters of Albert E. Brumley tell his life story. And in a way, the granddaughters are telling their own because these stories are so intertwined in this remarkable American story and this remarkable American family. When we come back, more from the granddaughters. And by the way, if you've got grandkids, empower them to tell your family's story. Empower them early. Because, my goodness, to not know your family's story, for better or for worse, is a crime. When we come back, more of this remarkable American story, Albert E. Brumley's, here on Our American Story. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's plenty to celebrate in March and Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features, like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Farm to store in days, not weeks. That's 80 Acres Farms. Did you know most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate? But not 80 Acres Farms. Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's zero need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. Ready to bring some spring vibes indoors? Bare Premium Plus Paint is here to make it happen. And it's starting at only $28.98 a gallon at The Home Depot. Picture your kitchen coming to life by adding a pop of blue with the bare exclusive color Arrowhead Lake. And let's not forget your living room. Picture it drenched in the lush, verdant tones of Amazon jungle, breathing new life into your space with every glance. Head into your bathroom and let the cool breeze of sea glass wash away all your stress. And when the morning sun peeks through your bedroom window, feel the warmth and comfort of a spring sunrise with shades like coral cloud and dark crimson. Whatever your inspiration, start your spring with a durable finish that resists dirt and grime to last all season. And let your creativity bloom with Bare Premium Plus paint, starting at just $28.98 a gallon at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. And we return to our American stories and the final segment of our story on American composer Albert E. Brumley, an also American entrepreneur, is told by his granddaughters Betsy and Elaine. In 1970, Albert would be inducted into the Nashville Songwriters Association Hall of Fame, becoming a charter member of that organization, which, according to the granddaughters, was something he really enjoyed going to. Let's continue with the story. 
okay, so here's what happened. <laughs> so he, he goes, and Grandpa left Pal for like five reasons, and that was one of them. Grandpa, like Elaine was saying, no limelight, not his thing. He would sit in the back of the room, and Grandpa would hold a cup of coffee in the, by the bowl in his palm, and that's how he would drink. So he would lean up against the back wall. Very unassuming. You don't know who he is. He doesn't make a fuss. That's just how he spent most of his time. But this young songwriter had just got some award. I have no idea what it was. He came up and said, man, look what I just did, blah, blah, blah. And he was so excited about it. He said, dude, what's your name? He goes, I'm Albert Brumley. He goes, man, have you written anything I know? He said, I'll fly away. And the guy goes, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and just walked off. <laughs> <laughs> But Grandpa was fine. He just, you know, he just did his thing. He never made a fuss. And he ate weird stuff. He ate weird stuff and slept weird. And he was an eccentric by today's standards, Mm -hmm. the way I remember him when I was really small. It was normal. Mm -hmm. But now when you talk about it, it's it's just humorous. It's funny. Because he did eat funny things and different things that what we normally eat, like buttermilk on Wheaties or tomato juice on Wheaties. Oh, and, and the treat that was in the, oh, God. Yeah, he liked to smell. slice a can of, it wasn't called Spam then. Well, it, it, it may treat, be, but this it? was treat, yeah. Oh. Which is another kind of canned meat product. Mm-hmm. And it's a pork product that came in a tin can that had a key to mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. And he'd leave it open in the fridge and then go slice some off when he wanted it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I hated that smell. At three o'clock in the morning many times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's tons of stories. And you know, when I was little, before a lot of the other kids came along, I would go down with Grandma Brumley on Friday nights, and Grandpa would be in his room because he lo- he had a room right off the kitchen where he lived on this couch. And I mean, he slept there, he ate there, he did everything there. But he would come out and he would stand because we weren't supposed to watch scary shows, but Grandma would let me watch something called Dimension 16. <laughs> And that was on the UHF channel, which, by the way, we had to run a wire from the house up to the top of the bluff behind the house to get the signal. And that's That's another story Um, to watch that. But he would come out and just stand there. He would never sit with us, but he would just stand there and watch it a few minutes. And he moseyed to the bathroom wherever he was going. And he would come back through and stand there for a few minutes and, you know, watch with us and go back to his couch. And that was just my Fridays for a very long time. That's how I spent my Fridays by nights with grandma brumley and the snacks and all the things and did she i make cinnamon toast for you so, oh and cocoa we did yeah, that yeah, yeah. Okay, and, and she let me sip her coffee which was also a no-do mm-hmm. and uh never did take up the smoking that grandpa mm. did though <laughs> and never cared for that he would smoke a lot or at least hold a lot of cigarettes he would hold them while he was thinking and they would burn down and the ash would drop off and there was a lot of cigarette burns on the table beside his couch where he laid them. And I have myself seen Grandma go up to him with an ashtray and tap the cigarette into the ashtray so it wouldn't drop it all over the floor or something. And it was kind of something he would go, oh, yeah, and then just keep on because his his mind was focused on whatever. whatever. And sometimes he, he had a lot of thoughts and he would write them down on ice cream sticks and pieces of paper and lines for music, music notes and whatever. Telephone bills. Tell, oh, whatever he could get whatever his hands on. on. Mm-hmm. And he always wanted a Cadillac. And I, when I was little, it, just, to, just to give you a picture, because we like to draw the pictures. There's We live out in the middle of the country with a two-lane road. And just across the street, literally, was where they started their business and built the buildings. Um, I don't know, 500 feet maybe. But it was across a two-lane highway. So Grandpa got his car. And um, he would get up in the morning when he was ready to go to work. And he would jump in the car and drive across the street and park it. 
and walk in the building. And then at lunch, he would jump in the car, drive across back to the house and go eat and take his nap. And then he would do the same thing in the afternoon. And that was his regimen. The walking was not his thing. He wanted to drive his car back and forth across the street. But you know, dad did the same exact exact thing. Yeah, but that's what you did because you went to and from work. Mm -hmm. Yep. It's fun to think about those days. Yeah. Albert E. Brumley would pass away in 1977, leaving a legacy of over 800 songs, all penned by his hand. But only one of them can claim the title as the most recorded gospel song in all of history, that song being I'll Fly Away, and its legacy isn't lost on the family. I I used to work for American Airlines because I wanted to travel, and Dad said he wasn't paying for it, and I've literally heard I'll Fly Away all over the world because Kevin and I heard it in Fiji on our honeymoon. But I was in Australia on a bus, and nobody has a clue who I am. And I'm on the way to this this um, cave thing. It's like 30 minutes outside town. And myself and my friend are the only Americans on the bus. Everybody else is Australian. And they're singing Waltzing Matilda. And we're like, that's kind of cool, blah, blah, blah. But the next song they sang was I'll Fly Away. Now, they, again, they had no clue who I was, or, and I didn't say anything. But it's like, it's so amazing to me, the impact of that song. It's been recorded in every country, in every language on the planet. We have a license for it. Until they keep, you know, getting new countries, and then we have to go back. But <laughs> change the name. Keep changing the names. <laughs> but um, that song has, has touched millions upon millions of people. Because the song is over 80 years old, so it's been around long enough for generations of people to connect to it and sing to their grandchildren and their families at funerals, at gatherings, at sings and whatever. And Betsy's story in Australia, those things are motivational to keep it alive because it still does mean something. Mm-hmm. So whenever we can get it out there, like it was recently on a TV show and they sang it and it, I still got tears and I still got the chills and it's just still relevant. And Grandpa, as Betsy was saying, knew that was a factor in continuing things it, when it means something mm-hmm. to the people. One of my favorite things is when people tell me their I'll Fly Away story Stories. because everyone has one. I have literally hugged people in the grocery store. I've cried with them. I've cried with them in the hospitals. I, a lady, a friend of mine, used that as her wedding march, which I thought was really interesting because I'd never heard that before. But that song brings back memories for people um, of things that they may have forgotten about, mm-hmm. but it like transports them to a place that, they, that is so special mm-hmm. and such a place in their heart that, that nothing else can get them there. And the fact that they're willing to tell me that story, because it really happens to me almost daily that someone tells me a story. Same here. Yeah. I'm always hearing stories. So one of the ones that I have is that gentleman told us that he was in a car accident and he was being life flighted out and he was dying. He And he, he felt that he actually died. And he was singing I'll Fly Away to bring himself back so he would not die. So he sang that, he sang himself back to life is what he was saying. He said, I, I just kept singing I'll Fly Away so I would not die. To know that, that my name, that as a person in this world, represents something that that can literally change someone's life in a moment Mm -hmm. is so huge. It's an honor Mm -hmm. to be able to be connected to something like that. And it's just that people tell us those stories. I mean, I'm serious. I've cried with so Mm -hmm. many strangers. I've had more people 
telling me those stories, especially in hospitals. I don't know how I end up in hospitals, but I tend to, well, I get hurt a lot. <laughs> I do, I get in the emergency room a lot. I don't know why I'm, I'm danger, danger prone or whatever, accident prone, whatever. But people tell me their stories and it, and I, I mean, I just cried and cried with people. They've seen that to their, to their loved ones, mm-hmm. when their older loved ones. I mean, we've done that in hospice. We've, we've brought people into hospice and to like the chuck wagon gang because we, we still like was saying work with them brought them to hospice um and people and they sing all fly away and people have come out of their rooms and it's like the nurses would like it's like they haven't walked in a week but they come out of their rooms to sing and participate and be near that song it, it's amazing to me the power of the melody that grandpa conjured up out of <laughs> out of literally nowhere out of a cotton field in Oklahoma mm-hmm. you know to be able to move someone to to where as they are literally slowly passing away they are, have the strength to get up and they want to be near that song that's amazing to me and a great job by Monty Montgomery on the production of that piece a special thanks to Betsy and Elaine the granddaughters of this great man Albert E Brumley And a special thanks to Katrina Hine as well. And again, remember, he started as the son of sharecroppers in cotton fields in the middle of nowhere in Oklahoma and walks his way to a new life and a life of art and music. And in the end, 40 million music books sold and the greatest and most recorded gospel song of all time that, as you could hear from the granddaughters, touched millions. We love telling these stories because it connects American history with the American present and everything in between. A special thanks to any granddaughter, any grandkid who wants to keep the story of their family alive. The Albert E. Brumley story here on Our American Stories. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Did you know that most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate, but not with 80 Acres Farms? Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled, going from farm to store in days, not weeks. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's no need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. 
Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. Thank you. 